0: Hi there and welcome to the Leave in Today podcast, the podcast that discusses the Disneyland Resort and the Disney IP in an enthusiastic, informative, and often humorous way. Show notes for this episode and every episode can be found on leaveintodaypodcast.com. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, please subscribe and leave a comment. Until then, thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, hello, and hello! Welcome to the Leaving Today podcast. This is episode number fifty-two, and I didn't really I was, realize it was fifty-two. I thought it was fifty-one, but I was—I am corrected here, which is good. That means we're making progress. Yeah. <laughs> How's everyone doing today?
1: Good, good, good.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, my name is Mark. I'm one of your hosts. Sitting to the left of me is the game changer herself, good Jess. Good morning to the right of me is the trail master of puppets himself Udi. Hello. Hello we are coming to you early today on a Sunday morning um, because we have things to do but we are doing the show because people are demanding it. (laughs) Um, Today we are going to be having a special guest on the show um, author of such great books as the Disneyland story and Walt Disney and the promise of Progress City it's going to be uh, Sam Sam Genoway um, so we're looking forward to that uh, before that though we're going to have like the news and I'm guessing a, a one-on-one with Jess mm-hmm. I never know with Jess <laughs>
2: yeah it was early but we got it
0: oh awesome um, okay, so if you found us on iTunes, please leave a comment or give us a rating, however you feel we're doing. Same thing with Stitcher. Leave us a comment or a rating. Um, click, uh, click and subscribe. And, um, and we have mentioned it in a while, but if you want to buy anything like a Leave Today podcast t-shirt or a coffee mug or some stickers, um, go to our merchandise tab and find something that you like. Uh, everything's on TeePublic. And those guys always have sales. Um, T-shirts, when they go on sale, they're like $14 plus shipping. Mm -hmm. It's a really good deal. We buy a lot for ourselves. (laughs) Um, I've got a couple. Yeah, yep, Mm -hmm. uh, yep. And uh, anyways, so go ahead and uh, do that. Um, And then uh, also check out Expedition Roasters and see what you like for coffee. They have a lot of really cool flavors. Um, You can go to expeditionroasters.com and enter our special discount LTP 20 to get 20% off uh, off your first order uh, Very cool people, very cool cause um, Always innovative flavors uh, Yeah Alright, I don't have a question of the day I, I typically do You guys have a question of the day kind know? Of messed up. I know, right? I, sh- I could pull out mm. of the book right now
3: mm. Start mm. doing some crazy um- <laughs> Question of the day no. <laughs> I don't have one, no. no No, nothing's coming to mind right at the moment No No
0: Okay. Well, we do have some news um, to talk about today. There's a lot of always, always interesting things going on. Um, so you yeah. guys want to get into that? Or? Let's yeah. do it. Okay. So I guess uh, we will go to our news.
1: You listen to me now. You are talking about things that you do not understand.
0: Today's news is brought to you by, but well, wait a minute, before I get to that, you know, it's cold outside and it's in the morning. What sounds good right now is a nice cup of coffee. Yeah, good for a hot cup of Joe. It Heck yeah. Yummy. So, actually, guys, and I'm thinking about it. Why don't we check out Expedition Roasters? What do they have going on over there?
3: Yeah, I mean, you can try the different flavors. I mean, there's the happiest brew that ever sailed, Main Street, uh, the one that I enjoy personally, Redhead Rum. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, they have a whole multitude of different Disney... Uh, inspired themed coffees. You should check it out.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And when you head on over to the checkout, make sure to type in our LTP 20 for 20% off your first purchase. And if you're a return customer, $49.99 gets you free shipping.
0: Yeah. Sounds like a deal. ExpeditionRoasters.com. Brew your happy place. All right. So here's what we have today, the first thing. The first item, and this is interesting, this is going to spark a lot of conversation, I suppose, is that Disney Mm -hmm. hotels eliminate the Do Not Disturb signs after the Las Vegas massacre. Uh, You won't find any Do Do Not Disturb signs hanging on doors at the Three Days Land hotels anymore because they've been replaced with new door hangers. Guests can still put a room-occupied sign on the doors to let employees know someone's inside but they can't insist on not being disturbed. In fact, if housekeepers can't get into to to clean a a room, a new policy demands that a specially trained hotel employee knock on the door and go inside to make sure everything is kosher."
1: Hmm.
0: Interesting word. the Disney officials were tight-lipped about why they put these changes to, into effect, but they come on the wake of the October 1st massacre in Las Vegas, in which the accused shooter stockpiled weapons in his room for days, then broke out windows and used them as vantage point to shoot down at nearby concertgoers. Um, hmm. We regularly review our policies and procedures to improve our guest experience, resource spokesman Susie Brown said. Um, anyways, the new rules went into effect on December 21st. Um, if housekeeping is able to enter the room because the room occupied sign stays on the door Yeah, especially trained hotel employee wouldn't like and then enter to check on the room. Yeah So what do you guys think about
2: that? I'm okay with it. Oh, well, you you are yeah, doesn't bother me I mean, I have nothing to hide Right, and if I'm sleeping, I mean if they wake me up, then I you know, I'm in here like
3: what if you're just getting out of the shower?
2: They're going to have problems with that, but, I mean, i got nothing to hide. I don't care. Okay.
3: Well, well you know, uh, at the end of the day, you have to think about a certain thing. While it, it's where you always strike that delicate balance between privacy and yes, you're, you're on some other, you're in uh, someone else's um, property. Yeah. So there's that balance. So
2: It's not uh, my house.
3: Uh, well, you know, and so, I mean, overall, I don't have a problem with it. As long as they still have some form of, like, hey... <gasps> I'm in here, and I don't want to, you know, it's occupied. Don't bug me. Yeah. You know, going into what happened in Las Vegas, I mean, I get it, and, and there are so many things, but hey, you know, stuff happens. Unfortunately, that was awful, and people are going to try to react to make sure stuff like that doesn't happen again. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, um, yeah it's just maybe it's a sign of the times we're, we're going through. And- Unfortunately, yeah, these are one of the things that uh, real world creeps in. To where we want to be, uh, where we want to go to um, forget about stuff yeah. like that. And every once in a while, it, you can't help it. The real world is still there. Yeah. Okay. And it will creep in. And right. I think this is one of the situations. That it is a sad sign for me yeah. that we have to do that. But unfortunately... It just happens sometimes. It does.
0: And I don't see them actually doing this that often. No. It's not
2: going to be a problem. i just, yeah. just
0: letting the people know this, this may happen yeah. sort of thing. But I don't think there's going to be, like, a nightly check at 2.13. No. Two, two no,
3: no. no, they're not going to do Get
2: it up, like get up. That. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be like
3: that. Yeah. No, it won't be anything awful like that. But, I mean, like I said, it's a small step. Some people may argue it won't change anything. Well, at least better do something than nothing. Sure. Yeah.
0: And it gives people, like, I don't, I don't know seems to me like Disney people aren't the type of, type of people
3: to cause trouble like this, no. but
0: it just it's, it's that mental reminder that, yeah, we will be checking on
3: things. Yes. Yeah, because, I mean, you think about it, Las Vegas? Yeah. It's different. Disneyland. It's different. Way <laughs> different. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, there's way more buffets, you I mean, basically, mm-hmm. is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Our second news item is discounted Southern California Disneyland tickets are back on sale now. Uh, while the regular prices for a one-day ticket on Sunday, January 7th, was 124 with a Southern California local pass, visitors would pay 159 for two days at their choice of Disneyland or Disney California Adventure. Um, so, yeah, so if you are a Southern California resident, you are paying $124 for a two-day pass versus um,
3: 159 That's crazy, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm glad they did that. Yeah, uh, I think so. I mean, like we've said before, um, the one of the charms of Disney can be the fact that you know it's kind of a locals park. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And, so, if, and if we and we all know because if we lived down there, how often would we be there? All the time. All, all the, time. the time. Every day. Yeah, Jess, who worked there, would go back.
2: I was there all the time.
3: Yeah, she was there literally all the time. All the time. Yep. Okay. Some other. How often was I there? all the time I just to make sure. yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> no i don't i don't actually know if i could go every day and not get burnt out or upset
3: about stuff mm, well i think if you i mean we're I, I okay so we talk about the overcrowding and this is part of it is the fact that we you do have people that will only go for four or five hours but honestly if i had a ap and i lived down there i would like i, I would probably go at least once a week if not twice a week Mm. And and if there's like, man, I really just want to go ride. Yeah. You know, I want to go jump on this. I want to go jump on that. And I just want to go and jump in and do that and yeah. hang out for a little bit and yeah. then head back home.
0: Yeah. True. Yeah. I think I would go like once a week and maybe like, and it would be like Sunday afternoon to evening. That'd be like a, a nice way for
3: me to end my, or start my new week. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Do that. Oh, and, yeah. and then do any, any time you had like a bad day, you're like, you no, know I'm not going to go cheer myself up. Yeah. I'm going to go up over there, and I'm going to feel better by the time I'm out.
0: Yep. Yeah, I could,
3: I could do that. Go from like 3 to 10
0: on a Sunday and just, yeah, there you go.
3: Yep. Nice. Okay,
0: so this story came out. I saw it on Mice Chat. Um, the, the Tahitian terrorist returns with a question mark. Mm. Um, so according to the article, Disneyland has filed permits to work on Aladdin's Oasis. Disney has toyed with the idea of returning the Tahitian terrorist to its rightful spot in Adventureland. Yeah
3: have we talk about
0: it? The permit calls for the expansion of a deck, removal of an exterior wall, and restroom rest renovations. Could construction begin as soon as this month? Could, could this be the project we've all been waiting for? That's I'm reading that from the article. Yeah. Um, didn't we talk about that? We like have we've talked about we, that. Like we this has come up. That. Been yeah. a while. Yeah, 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 yeah this yes. has come up, and this is one of those spaces that we're gonna have to talk to Sam Genoa about. Um, you know, those little hidden spaces that people yep. could go to and escape. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I want to see a dinner show come back. Yeah, that would be you, nice. Yeah. yeah.
2: That would be really, really nice.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I mean, the only show, I remember uh, growing up, I would go to the Golden Horseshoe Review back mm-hmm. then. I don't think it's called the Review anymore, but the Golden Horseshoe, where you would have lunch and a, din- and a show, mm-hmm. a comedy show, music show. This would be great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Th- those aren't anywhere. Yep. Yep. Unless there's going to be some sort of Star
3: Wars dinner dance show. Um, I'm still waiting for <laughs> that. That would be pretty cool. That's going to happen. That would be pretty cool. If I see any cool. Dancing Stormtroopers anywhere. I, I'm going to lose my, you know what, oh, my proverbial. It. No, I would, I, would, I would leave. I'd walk up <laughs> and be like. Yeah, it's well, ridiculous.
2: Yeah,
3: they get mad about like, you know, people, um, you know, you're ruining my Disney. Yeah, don't ruin my Star Wars. Which if you want to argue, some people are already saying it's happening. But
0: we're not going to yeah, go to not go there. today. But um,
3: I think this is a great spot. Um,
0: oh yeah. Because if you, because I know you've been in there, right, Jess, and Aladdin's Oasis, and looked around.
2: A long time ago, A <laughs> yeah. very long time ago.
0: But you get this, I don't know, tranquil spot. I guess is the term. Mm, no, no, good be, word. Yeah. To look at the um, uh, jungle cruise, mm-hmm. and um, no, I've been there in the day, and, and just looked in there. I've never been there at night. I can imagine it's gonna be nice at night with the with oh, the nice. with the torches, yeah. and, oh, yeah, and the really drums and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sign me up for that. Okay, now some refurbishment issues or st- interesting stuff What's going on in Disneyland right now. Um, so Main Street USA is being repaved and the original tracks are being removed.
2: Disgusting.
0: Um, now this project could run up till the end of this year. So what they're doing is they're taking out the original trolley tracks or train tracks. They're going to replace them with newer ones. I don't care. And adding brickwork around and things like that. But this could take a, almost a year. Wow. Of, how? Of construction. So how? I don't think they're going to be doing parades. They're
2: not. No. They can't. They yeah. can't.
0: So there's, there's going to be no parades going on. And, and no, then
3: you can't, how do you do the flag?
0: I, mean, okay. I don't know. I, I don't know how that's all going to work. But I imagine there's going to be scrims and facades all up all over the place to get things.
2: Yeah. Have you seen the pictures?
0: No, I haven't seen the pictures yet. The other pictures on, it's, oh, they must be doing it now, right?
2: Yeah, they're doing it now.
0: Okay. So this is a
3: curious move as to why they would do this. Now, I'm
2: in a full because direction.
3: you want to know why? Well, go ahead, Tommy. Well, well, I think it's because they're getting ready for what everything's going to start pointing for, in my opinion, for Galaxy's Edge. A lot of things no, are going to. They're no, it's not it. No, no, no. Oh, well, oh. Well, I'm saying that I think they're doing it now because they know once that happens, the chances for them to be able to do it in a quick fashion, even I don't think one year is quick, but in any kind of fashion without having massive construction everywhere. I think it might, I might be just doing it to get it out of the way. And so they don't have to worry about it later on. But why do you think?
2: They're getting everything ready for the new parades that are coming. That's exactly why. Which new parade? The Pixar parade. But and what? the new fireworks. So they're getting. That's why they're doing everything right now. Because summer's coming. It, it should be done by summer.
0: They're saying by the year. It could um, take a year. The year.
2: That parade's supposed to be here this year.
0: Ooh. Oh, that is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, well, again, we'll see. they should make a Parade Land. <laughs> uh, no. Constant parades all yeah, dude, day so go.
3: That perfect space, no, perfect space for Toontown. I'm going parade, parade Land.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, oh yes, yes. Here. Yeah. Just
3: okay. Go in. Okay, but here. Do a it. loop. Go back out. Wait 10 minutes. Come back in. Yep, exactly. <laughs> dude, that's exactly. And go ahead and have your fun. Yeah. But
0: here's the thing, and here's like the, the, the truth. So let's say they have a Parade at 12 and a Parade at 2 and a Parade at 4. Okay, let's let's look let's look at the that twelve o'clock show. From eleven to one, it's gonna be a CF, right? Right of people because yeah. you gotta well, I'm gonna wait for my spot. Yeah,
3: I want my spot. This is my spot.
0: And then the parade comes, okay, maybe twelve thirty it, it it ends or something. Twelve, twelve twenty it ends. Well, you have another forty minutes of people just standing around doing nothing. Right. And then they go, Well, wow. I'm gonna wait right here for for the next for the, for the two o'clock. Right. Yeah. So you, it's ridiculous. An hour before and an hour after each sh- like parade is just mass people. Yep. Yes. Yeah, but you don't. <laughs> but you don't care about that, do you? Nope. Okay. Not care. Could it be that they're trying to make things wider? The roads. Ah, or-
3: uh, you can't. I don't see how they could. Nah, I'm not upset about this. Okay.
0: <laughs> um. But it's curious, because this, this year, not a whole lot's going on in the park.
3: Right.
0: So why would you do it now? I mean, maybe, maybe they are. That, maybe that's why. But there's not a big draw for me to go. Well, I, I don't know. Um,
1: maybe, again, okay.
0: maybe that's why. All right. So Dumbo is not flying for at least four months. The project will entail cleaning up the Dumbo elephants, repainting them, and the attraction queue will be moved off the beaten path and under like a shade structure.
2: Huh. It'll be good. You think so? Yeah, cuz I mean it's miserable sitting there in the heat. It is. Dumbo takes forever.
0: But Jess, aren't they aren't they messing around with your
3: fantasy land? Yep. Okay. But you're but okay if, with this? No, but if no, they But uh,
2: yes, because they're going to destroy it anyways. <laughs>
3: Look how fatalistic you're being right now.
2: They Th- are. They're killing everything. They're like killing everything oh that I have.
3: Well that the, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think in my
0: Hope's, head here. Hope's dreams. Hope's dreams. Wishes. Visions.
2: Everything like that. <laughs> <laughs> They're killing it all.
0: Um, h- how far is that line away from Casey Junior circus train line?
2: It's the opposite side. Is it? So the lines of the is over here. And, and then. And, Dumbo. and this is like
0: a really good podcasting. So she's pointing to. You.
2: Sorry. Yeah, you guys can see <laughs> what I'm doing, right? It's over here.
0: So she's on her right side, right? Yeah.
2: So Dumbo's. Q is closer to book, like closer to Monstro than um, Casey Jr.
0: Okay. But when Dumbo's Q gets out of hand, that can spill over into the walkway, right?
2: I've – they just – no, they extend it because there's that kind of that pathway. Again, you guys can see exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, There's that pathway – like Monstro, then there's the pathway, then there's the queue. Well, they can extend the queue into that pathway where nobody really walks, which kind of goes behind mm-hmm. Dumbo and behind where. Oh. oh, okay. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so if I had a map,
0: is is that back the area where that um, Dumbo car is? You can sit in
2: all the way around. Yes. Okay. So all the way around You know, you know, you
0: know that car? You can. Yep, you can yeah. sit in. Yep.
2: Um, so
0: and, and, in fact, when I was there with Udi last time, uh, well, the only time there were two mm-hmm. places where I couldn't find him. One, I found him up in the treehouse; he wouldn't come right. down. Oh, the second, he, in the second, he was—he just would not yep. get out of that Dumbo car. Nope. Well, Udi, there's like you know, two-year-old kids that want to get in line. He would not get out. Nope. So he, he just sat there. I'm like, hey, you'll get your turn.
2: <laughs> Sharing is caring, Udi. And, and like an hour that later. That tells
0: you a lot, right? And like like an hour later, he finally decided to leave. Okay. All right. It is time. It is time. (laughs) Okay. So that's the news. We got some uh, hotel do not disturb stuff. We have Tahitian Terrace returning. We have SoCal. Well, allegedly, hopefully. Um, We have the SoCal Passes being renewed or reintroduced. Reinstated. Reinstated. There you go. And some curiously interesting refurbishment (laughs) choices going on for the park. Yeah. (sighs) awesome okay yes. so now it's time uh, for our favorite segment of the day
2: it's my favorite
0: it's one-on-one with jess Yay.
1: to all who come to this happy place welcome. Welcome.
3: welcome 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 to 101 with jess where we see the magic of disney through the eyes of a passionate guardian of walt's legacy
2: I'm doing Okay. Well, welcome back to One Woman with Jess.
0: Very happy to be here. I'm
2: really like not comfortable where I'm sitting. Oh, It's your chair. I'm getting old. All right. So we're going to start off with this day in Disney history. Yay. So we're going to be taking a trip back to January 14th, 1969. Okay. Oh. Anybody want to take a guess what happened that day?
3: January 14th. Something 19th. open?
2: 1969.
3: Something open? Something no. happened. No. Something, something well, happened.
2: I mean, something technically opened, but.
3: <laughs> um, oh, no. You're, no. Oh, wait a minute. Who was born? No, oh. <laughs> oh, someone was born. Good God. Who, who was born? I don't know.
2: <laughs> Jason Bateman. Okay. Was born in Rye, New York City. And he has been, or he was the voice of Nick Wilde, the Red Fox con artist in Disney's 2016 Zootopia.
3: Oh, that is right. Yes. I do like that movie. I do too. How many times have I seen that? I love that movie. Yeah.
2: So. I want to be an elephant. Well, <clears throat> we are going to play a game. Oh, yeah. Yay. It's going to be an easy game. I've, I'm going easy on y'all. Okay. Because. Um, I
3: don't know if I should be thankful. Well, I'm going or easy because insulting. I'm
2: trying to ease you guys back into this because it hasn't. We okay. haven't played lots of games. No. It's you know, so. been
3: a lot of talky, talky, talky.
2: Exactly. <laughs> so I'm going easy on you. Okay. So we are going to play a fun filled round of What's My Line?
3: Oh, oh good. And if
2: you remember we do. how that we do. game goes.
3: But why don't you remind everybody?
2: So I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read lines or, uh, sorry, a portion of a script from either an attraction cue or an attraction itself. And then the boys get to guess, and you along at home get to guess as well what attraction it's from.
3: Mark's going to win. <laughs> I,
2: like I said, I went super easy. Oh, boy. Okay?
3: Super simple. You know how many times she says that and how many times we're like, uh, yeah, right.
2: You'll be just fine.
3: Okay. All right. And you say that often also. I know.
2: Number one. Okay. As we steam on through Fantasyland, you may want to take one more look at the Majestic Matterhorn and the happiest cruise that ever sailed. It's a small world attraction is that from? I,
0: I, I know what that is. Wait. I
2: know. Okay. I'll it one more time. As we steam on through Fantasyland, you oh. may want to take one more look at the majestic Matterhorn Mountain and the happiest cruise that ever sailed. It's a small world.
3: Isn't that the railroad?
0: That, my guess is the Disneyland Railroad. Yep.
2: You are right. All right. Number two. Blast it all. Don't pull the rope. You don't want to break an art... And then there's a crashing sound. Oh dear.
0: Is that indie? That's my guess is indie as well.
2: Okay. I think told you I went easy on you guys. The cue. hmm Number three. There's a feeling that you were meant to find. Leave the voice of inspiration. I'm sorry, let the voice of inspiration be your guide. Huh.
3: Is this a cue, a movie, or, is it, or are we talking Qs? It
2: Could be a show
3: over a show oh
0: you know it could be I, I don't know what that is it could be that um, making the magical map thing
2: can you repeat it one more time yes there's a feeling that you were meant to find let the voice of inspiration be your guide
3: oh is it fantastic mm, I don't I, I, I was actually leaning towards the magic, magic map. map yeah but what you said you said let's
0: be your guide that sounds like a Pinocchio thing to me as well don't they say that? Something, oh, you know your conscious be your guide. Okay, yeah. that's where I'm getting that from. Um, shoot, I don't know about that. I don't think it's Fantasmic. Okay. It could be, though. I mean, I, yeah, I, I could be easily fooled with Fantasmic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about I've only that. Except there's once. monkeys, right? <laughs> yeah,
3: I, I've seen it once. Um, well, the old one. The old one. Okay. The old one. Um, uh, I, I'm going to go with a Magical Map because that... I've never seen that either. I've seen it once. Okay. And somehow I, I remember, like, Mickey, isn't Mickey who said it? When he's in his... Don't, don't ask me. Right. I'm going, that's my guess. Sure, I'll go with that, too. You're right. <laughs> oh, but yeah. it's definitely
2: not Mickey. It's not Mickey? Oh. No, it's a female singer that opens the song, or opens the show.
3: Oh, I'm, mm-hmm. okay, I'm, I know what scene I'm thinking of. Okay.
2: Okay, number four. Grab somebody, come on down, bring your paintbrush, we're painting the town. Honey, there's some sweetness going round catch it down in New Orleans.
0: <laughs> oh, jeez. Sounds like this could be a song of sorts or something. Huh. Hmm. I'm sure 13 would know this immediately, right? I don't think so. Oh, okay.
1: Huh.
2: Hmm. 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 Told you I'd get interrupted. Her ears must have been burning, Mark. Oh, is that 13? Good morning. Morning. Happy birthday. Hey. Hey. Your birthday? Today yeah. is her birthday. Happy birthday. Where are you? Are you at work? I'm at work. Why? Because
3: it's, it's a Sunday? Sunday. Oh, in fact, you can ask us
0: a question now since we're here.
2: Oh well, yeah. Well, we're recording right now, so. Oh, oh dear. We well, I was calling to tell you happy birthday because this day in Disney history yeah. you were born. You were born. I was born. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So okay, well, they can phone a friend. We are playing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we are playing right now. Um, What's my line? Okay. And Mark was like, thirteen would know this, and I said, I don't think she would. So, and then you called. Oh. So okay. let me read this to you so the boys can't see the answers. All right. So it's, it, it says, grab somebody, come on down, bring your paintbrush. We're painting the town. Honey, there's some sweetness going round. Catch it down in New Orleans. What is that from? Princess and the Frog? But what's it from as far as an attraction? Oh. You got the movie. Oops. <laughs> uh... uh... Is it the Tiana show? No, but you're getting closer. She sings. She sings. <laughs> um, I didn't think you'd know it. Have it's, I not seen it then? Well, no, it's something that you don't ride very often. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, why do I not ride that often? I've ridden everything. We um, rode it last time. We took some pictures. Okay. play like Dumbo we did Dumbo we did Casey Jr. I think but I would think it's in New Orleans It's throwing you're right off. you're right it is in New Orleans ah
0: we're still not pirates not pirates no <laughs>
2: um doesn't sound very Haunted Mansion-esque we had no. to ride it had to had to mm mm-hmm. mhm What's changed? The the Mark Twain. There you go. <laughs> oh, the Mark Twain. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, it plays, they play that. Um, they play that? But it, do they play instrumental versions? No, he sings. He sings? I don't remember that. It's right at the beginning when we're passing <laughs> New Orleans. Oh. Yeah. So, all right, well, thanks there for phoning go. a friend. No. <laughs> but no, we just wanted to call and tell you happy birthday. Thank you. So, happy birthday. Happy birthday. And I will call you later. Okay, bye, Bye. Bye. Well, we're done. I knew knew that it was going to be tough for her and you guys. Not an easy one. Mark
3: Twain, holy.
2: holy Yeah. Okay, holy smokes.
3: So
0: that was our first instance of doing a fauna friend? Yeah, there we go.
2: I like it. Well, you'll do that more often. Okay. Okay, number five. Number five. Look, mama. Look, I'm a kite.
0: I'm a kite. It seems like we've had this one before. A kite. Mm. I don't know. This is Disneyland only, right? Or is it weird in DCA or DCA too? There
2: are there is both parks, but okay. no, this is.
0: This is
2: uh, Disneyland.
0: Okay. Look,
2: mama, I'm a kite. Look, mama, I'm a kite.
0: That's how it sounds like you should say. Yep. I'm a kite. Um Huh. Let's see. Not Matterhorn. Mm, maybe. <laughs> That's not Great moments with Mr. Lincoln,
3: right? It, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Oh jeez! Oh, I don't know. I'm like, is
0: it? Uh, uh, what's um?
3: Trying to think of the dark rides going on. I know. That's where I am at. That's where yeah. my head went.
0: Not Snow White, scary adventure. Oh, was it Peter Pan? When
3: no, they're flying around? I don't. No, no, it wouldn't be pan. Okay, maybe no, it wouldn't be.
0: Hmm, not. Uh, I'm okay. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. I don't know. It's not. I'm. Oh, nothing in in Wonderland right now. No, that's mm, nothing like that. Nope. It's not a kite. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that either. Got a pirate's, I guess something, for some reason, I'm thinking Peter Pan, but it's not. I don't think it's Peter like, Pan. No, because it's not a mama, is there?
2: Nope. It's about. But well, they do have a mama, but. Uh, is you got it? it? Yeah. The light bulb just went off. I think Mark it's said. Piglet,
0: right? That says that or something like that.
2: Piglet doesn't have a mom.
0: Oh, he doesn't, but that, for some reason, that's the voice that I'm hearing. Oh.
1: <laughs> is I it know. the
0: Winnie the Pooh thing? Oh, it might be a Winnie the Pooh. Oh, he's on a balloon somewhere. Winnie is on a balloon. And doesn't Christopher yeah. Robin fly, kite?
2: Okay? Oh, I don't know.
0: I don't know if he does. Or something. Well, I
2: don't okay, think, I, I don't think it's Winnie
0: the Pooh. No, kid. It's, no, it's not Winnie the Pooh. Um, no. Okay, I don't know. Uh, <sighs> Just pick one of them. Oh, no, is it Fantasmic again? There's something going on Fantasmic. Because there could be some <laughs> segment right in there. I don't know. <laughs>
3: Okay, I'm just going uh, to... I will say Peter Pan, even though I know it's not I'll it. I'll say Fantasmic.
2: You're both wrong. Okay. Uh, I figured, yeah. It's Winnie the Pooh. He says it? No. Rue says it.
0: The oh, Rue. Roo. Rue Roo has, Roo has, has a mom. Mm-hmm.
2: That's and a... he's holding on to a kite, and, and when it's the blustery day. Oh, it's a blustery day. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Yes. Callie, I'm like liking that you're hanging out, dude. All right, here we go. Number six. I'm so glad I kept room for dessert.
0: Can you say it in the voice and ways presented?
2: Definitely not. Okay. <laughs> that one I could never
0: master. Um, it's not a haunted mansion, is it? No. No. Um, I do you not know? Uh, I kept room for dessert. Um,
2: Have you ever rode this ride? Probably not.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, I would doubt it. Oh, this has got to be in Toontown. Then. Is it in Toontown? No, no, we can't go that, that far.
3: It would be Fantasyland. No. It's not Fantasyland?
0: Let's see here. Uh, does this ride have a holiday overlay?
2: Mm, I don't know.
0: Hmm. Is this ride entirely indoors? No. Okay. Is this even a ride? Is this even an attraction? It is, it is okay. an attraction. Okay. Oh, <laughs> is it at DCA? Yes. Okay. Oh, then okay. <laughs> okay,
3: now I'm flipping the script.
0: Oh, maybe. Oh, I. Okay, Toy Story Mania. That's my choice for everything because I, I never go on
3: that thing. What was it? I, I'm glad I saved room for dessert.
2: I'm glad I kept room for dessert. Isn't there
3: something in uh, Bugs Life like that?
0: Oh, yeah, Choo Choo or Heimlich's Choo Choo. Something like that. Yes, he does talk about food. I had been on that because we uh, took the girls there when they were yep. so young and that something
3: was. Something like that. It's in Bugs Life somewhere or Bugs Land somewhere. I'm not sure exactly what. Uh oh. She's not. No. Yeah, I'm
2: not taking that as an answer.
3: Oh, well, I don't have I'm not one. saying Hamlet shoots shoot you. I, I think they should implode that whole thing already. So well, I don't know well, I, I, and I think okay, they will. I'll go, with, I'll go with Mark. You're right. Okay.
2: Yep. Good job. All right. Number seven. Shall we play croquet?
0: Oh, yes. I know what this is. That is um, Alice Wonderland. Yep.
2: Yep. Good job. All right. Eight. Let me out. Let me out of here. Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Oh,
0: that, yeah. That ride. was
3: my guess. Yeah.
2: Wrong.
0: Project Xenover. Oh, um, hm. What?
2: Haunted Mansion. The guy that's in the coffin. Let me out. Let me out of here. Where? Um, when we go after you pass the hallway okay. with the candelabra. Okay. Okay. On your right-hand side. Oh. And he's pushing. Yep. Yeah.
3: Yep, 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 yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. yep. when you come through and then you turn uh-huh. and then it's right. Yeah. Yep. Okay.
2: All right. Number 9. All phases increase focus to minus 5 billion. Proceed with p- precision scan procedure.
0: It's a, space Mountain
2: That's a tongue tie
0: Yeah that was, about, that was Space Mountain yeah, yeah, Space
3: Mountain Space Mountain No No Ooh. wait
2: Adventure Through Inner Space That's
3: not even there
2: I know I didn't say that they were there Oh You know These are the you games She likes rules. to play I
3: know The you rules know are You do rules. whatever you want to do well, Yes That this is, is my <laughs> segment <Yeah. laughs> And we gave you those rules so. You did so. sure. I'm the one who goes Yeah do whatever you want to do Come I had to open you. my big mouth <laughs> And this is what I get Alright last one Karma
2: Last one Number ten you be a feisty one, you be...
3: Oh, come on. Pirates. Pirates of Caribbean. Exactly. Okay. Did you finish off on a good note? I had to. <laughs> and
2: plus, I kind of said it like him, so.
3: Yeah. Well. It's
2: kind of like my here kitty kitty. Yep. I
3: didn't yeah. I do not know what that is. What is here kitty kitty?
2: anyway? <laughs> I was going to slap you.
3: <laughs> All
2: right. That was it for my 101. Well, thank Hooray. you. I went, I went simple, but now there's two games that we've gone kind of mild. Yeah. So now just be prepared.
0: I know. Oh, we are prepared. Yeah, yeah. study. <laughs> thank, thank, thank you so so much for that. Yeah, thank welcome. you so much for that. And now let's go to our feature presentation. Woo-hoo.
1: And now for our feature presentation.
0: Hello, we'd like to welcome a special guest to our show today. He's an urban planner, a theme park fan, historian, and author of such books as Walt Disney and The Promise of Progress City, The Disneyland Story, and Jay Bangs. It's Sam Genoway. Welcome, Sam. Hello. Hey. Thank you so much for being on the show. In fact, I have your your book right here, The Disneyland Story, and it is uh, worse for wear. It's all torn up. But it's just great cuz it's highlighted and pages bent and everything. It it's been in my backpack and it goes with me wherever I go. So <laughs> Wow,
4: that's great. Very good. Very good. As an author you can't get a better compliment than.
0: No, it? I mean it's absolutely true. It's it's the ends are all curled up and Oh yeah. There's probably coffee stain on here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so there's always lots of questions to ask you. Um so um you've written a lot for Samland, which is an excellent series of articles um love those so i pull some questions from that and then we have some questions some general questions about the park that we were just curious about for okay Okay. um so you you, you've mentioned the concept of the quality without a name the quality which is the quality that appeals uh, universally to all all people um what are some good examples of this within disneyland and dca and Okay, go ahead. And do you think these are designed on purpose, or is it just happenstance that they just happen to be that way?
4: No, no. Um, the, The concept comes from a guy named Christopher Alexander, who is an architect, mathematician, who created certain philosophies about the creation of public space and community. And so I'm highly influenced by him, and I recognize that his thinking was based on empirical data. He just looked at the world and then like a clock... A guy who tinkers with clocks took it apart to figure out how it all works. And if you think about it, Walt Disney is very much the same way. It's the way he approached his work and it's the way he approached urban planning was by going on all of these trips and stuff and just having a memory and wonderful skills of observation. He had looked about and he had seen things that he really liked. And I think Disneyland, uh, the geometrics of Disneyland reflect that kind of thing. It's why the streets are as wide as they are or as long as they are. He just kind of, you know, he just sort of knew that that's how wide a street should be. So uh, that's the quality without a name. And and I, I don't think it's, you know, I think that a good designer, one who's who's really intuitive with what the audience wants and respects, can create these places. So I don't think that, you know, I don't think they were deeply thinking that kind of a concept when they designed Disneyland. What they were trying to do is to create very convincing set pieces that would stand up over a period of time and mm. in and in that case it worked and so like all right so one of my favorite ones and and you guys can all chime in if you've been on it it's the wizard of bras porch so you're walking down mm. main street disneyland oh, yeah. and on the right hand side next to the silhouette shop there's some steps and there's a little porch that's there yeah. and for the first six months of the park that was wizard of bras it was a it was a a lingerie shop where you pushed a button and a a a, a, a Bustier kind of thing would talk to you and tell you the history of lingerie, <laughs> and uh, and 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 so when you look at that space from an urban planner point of view, from a set designer point of view, you recognize that's like the last house on the block before the street became heavily commercial. Mm, but right. it's got that quality without a name. If you go and you sit up there, the only thing that you can see is Main Street, USA. You can't see any of the other lands. You're elevated. You're looking down at the crowd. They're <laughs> not necessarily looking at you. They make yep. for a fabulous parade, if you think about it. Yeah, yeah, sure, you have sure. any arcade across the street yep. mixed in with the candy store, so there was always a lot of action happening right across the street. And, and, and it's, that's, that's one of those spaces. Or Walt Disney World. I always found there's like two rocking chairs that are at the exit, the Hall of Presidents. I haven't been there for a little while, so I don't know if they're still there. Hmm. But if they're still there, those two rocking chairs gives you kind of an elevated view, unobtrusive, of people enjoying Liberty Square and and their eyes bugging out from going from Main Street to this other place. And and that's also kind of a quiet place as well, even though it's at the exit of a, an attraction.
3: Right. Yeah. No, the, that porch is, is very cool. It's, I I always noticed it as a kid growing up, and, and I never, as a kid, you don't, you know, always grasp what's going on but now definitely as adult when you go there you can definitely see that difference and i do appreciate that i always have i always like that little spot
4: mm-hmm. yeah yeah and there's others i mean i'm sure everybody has uh, especially at, at the, the the disney parks designed by the first and second generation of the imagineers there's there's a lot of those in there so is it by design yeah i mean that's just what a good designer does they want to create a place that makes everybody go oh this is cool i want to go back in there again
3: yeah absolutely
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah so um you use the term inner interstitials in your in your in your book is this the same thing as that or is that something different
4: no no i think that that's it's it's somewhat the same but you know once again the the guys who originally worked at disneyland mostly had theatrical backgrounds and so they sort of thought about pacing in theatrical so those are those little quiet spots where really no matter how busy the parks get and they seem to get worse and worse there's a little there were little spaces where you could get away and you wouldn't really have a whole lot of people. So like for me at Disneyland now, there would be the little bridge that crosses over uh, Splash Mountain. Yes. You know, it's an alternative path that gets over there and it gets closed a lot for a lot of reasons. But when that's open, it, I don't really care how busy the park is. There's usually not very many people. Yep. And it's fun because you could see Tom Sawyer Island. You can watch people getting splashed and their reactions from the ride and all that kind of stuff. So the, the, those were in the Hollywood parlance in the movie making. If you had a movie that was all action all the time, you would just kill the audience. You would wear them out. So you, you occasionally have to give them little breathers. Mm-hmm. So the Imagineers put in little spaces that were breathers, and um, and there's fewer and fewer of them now. But <laughs> I thought that that was one of those inherent qualities of the Disney brand.
0: Yeah. And I think you also I mean, that's one of my spots, too. And um, I know in your articles, you referenced the Court of Angels as well, because um, that was also another spot, too, that I would go to and just look around and get away. Yes. from Yeah. I'm kind of sad. Gone. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> um, but now that I'm thinking about it, when we, we actually recorded inside the park and we were on that little elevated picnic area right on Rivers of America yep. in Frontierland. Yep.
4: Oh well, sure. yeah,
3: yeah.
0: I yeah. We just happened to like stumble across that, and there, there was no one there.
3: Yeah, and we just sat down, and we're right on the on the edge of the of the rivers of America, and we was just nice and quiet. All these people were around, but we were just in this nice little corner, and it was oh, the, it was awesome. That's good. That's a good spot. Yeah. I have to remember
4: that one, yeah. yeah. And you get a, You get the Mark Twain when the Mark Twain's uh-huh. docked, and you get to kind of watch it, it he'll pat around oh, and yeah. that noise oh, and stuff. Yeah. yeah yes. Oh, good. All right. Yeah, that you was. should edit this out of this so that other people won't now discover these little quiet spots. But they really are. I think that that's one of the things that, um, uh, of, of us of a certain age, really attracted us to the Disney parks is, sure, there's a lot of hustle and bustle, but, you know, You can always find a spot that you you identify as your own personal place, and that's one Mm -hmm. of the reasons you kept coming back. Oh, yeah. Right. And you you wonder why no one else has discovered it, but you're glad that they haven't. I mean, one of the weird ones that I had discovered also uh, while we're on this subject is – and I I did a lot of writing of the Disneyland story – was on the Life Preserver jacket box it's on the second deck of the Mark Twain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where the little stage is. Mm -hmm. Because you can go and you can sit up there and it's got a great view and virtually nobody, like a little kid will sit up there for a few minutes and then they get bored and they go run away. But it's nice. It sounds nice there. and you, I, you got a lot of writing done by going around on the Mark Twain for fifteen yeah. minutes. Yeah. um so there's another one of those little spots as oh, well. Oh, Absolutely. Hmm. Oh yeah, that's but yes, they're, they're the same thing. There's these These little spots, they're the same things. and and in a theater way, in movie ways, like I said before, it's just that it's that quiet little moment in a movie which may go unnoticed, but in a theme park, it's oh, so refreshing. Yes, oh, nice. it is,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, I think Disney sort of like set the bar for that because I don't recall seeing that in any other theme park growing up.
4: No. You know who else does it really well, though? Um, uh, Universal doesn't do it, it necessarily in their studio parks. But if you ever go to Universal's Island of Adventure and you go off the main path but you go towards the lagoon, every land has a whole little area, these little peninsulas – Um, That are also heavily themed, especially around like Cartoon Lagoon and the one that steps down from behind Jurassic Park Uh, there and and even below Mythos there. They also have it and it's these little peninsulas. And no matter how crowded that park's ever been, I've really never seen tons of people down there. And they're just they're glorious because they're well-themed within the environment and then you got wonderful vistas looking across the lagoon to the other other lands so so they they tend to do it really quite well i was very impressed with that
0: oh, yeah we have to check that out sometime that's, i've never never I, actually been out there yeah, so
4: never yeah, you know what? There. that's the state. you're big theme park goers and if you've never been out there you know that nobody else goes out yeah, yeah. right yes
0: yeah. yeah. right. Yeah, um, the- go ahead sir
4: Oh no no no! The Cartoon Lagoon one especially is really fun because you're basically walking over the water rides.
0: The oh wow! Rides. Oh so, yeah. yeah, yeah. That sounds that sounds great. Now Jess just re- recently got back from Shanghai where she got to experience that that park. Did you notice anything like that there?
2: I the- think well, the whole park was that way because oh, it was okay. it was so empty. I think we were there on their off season. Okay, we didn't wait any longer than ten minutes for any ride, and so it oh, was. Uh, yeah, we were able to do that entire park in less than. I would say, in less than half a day. So it was really is, neat to be able to do that.
4: Is the Pirates of the Caribbean ride as completely amazing as everybody I've heard so far talk about it?
2: Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. It is. Yeah. It was one of the coolest things I think I've ever experienced. And we only rode it twice. I wish I could have rode it a few more times, but it is uh-huh. something that's completely different than anything that I would have expected. Like, I've seen the YouTube video, and you you don't even know what it, what you're doing until you're actually on it.
4: Oh, that's so, great!
2: Yeah, it was really incredible. So that one and the Tron cycles were pretty, yeah. pretty intense.
0: <laughs> All right. So, um, so you may have already answered this this next question because I talked about Disneyland have a Disneyland is having a problem now, and the one thing I think that needs it doesn't seem to have is space. And so yeah. uh, you talked about the importance of space as it relates to design, and I wanted to know why it was so important. But I think you should have answered that
4: mm-hmm. in a way. Well. Well, and also at the Disney parks, too, there was a a very concerted calculation in the early 90s to stop looking at them as theatrical spaces that made money, uh, and turn them into real estate spaces that made yeah. money. And so the thinking is different. You know, in a, in a design point of view, what the, what the main goal for Walt Disney was and, the, and WED in the 60s, if you think about it, was we want to create these beautiful parks. We want to create this park-like setting. We want to be able to accommodate bigger crowds. So we're going to learn from world's fairs which we were a big part of in 64, and to a certain extent, we're looking at 62 and 58, and, um, and, and do capacity. So let's start building rides where we could just get gobs of people. So you had Carousel of Progress mm-hmm. could do like 3,600 people an hour, The People Mover. Um, Oh, yes. Huge numbers. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean, small world. Those rides are just people eaters. So at that time, the idea is we're going to create experiences that are not only fabulous, but we can put tens of thousands of people on the rides every hour and then other tens of thousands of people in really elaborate queues and then get them off the (laughs) sidewalks so we would have lots and lots of space because basically everybody's either on a ride or in a queue someplace or they're sitting down eating or they're in a shop and so that's why in 1969 in the summer of 1969 They had, I think it was over 82,000 people inside of Disneyland alone one day. (laughs) Jeez. Wow. (laughs) You know, they could never do that again. Um, uh, So the mentality went from taking, well, these little quiet spaces, they're just quiet. Well, why don't we put a shop in there or a rack or something that makes money or another cart in there? And so let's fill those up. And then Fast Pass changed it by taking a lot of the people who would be standing in a line that would be moving quickly and then sticking them in the sidewalks, theoretically, to shop, but not necessarily. Um, and then if you look at any ride lately, I mean, nothing has a capacity of those rides from the 60s that they've built lately. So they're, 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 the capacities are a lot lower. So the people people don't have anything else to do. They have to stand someplace yeah. until they stand in <laughs> yeah. the sidewalk.
0: Yeah, so we keep we keep losing those quiet spaces because they want to fill it up with somewhere to you know, occupy gas and stuff, right?
4: Yeah, well, you know, it's if if it's uh, I I didn't, you know I didn't really noticed this I this weird this last year was really weird I went to Disneyland Tokyo I went to Disneyland Paris and I went to
1: oh.
4: uh the and only once went to Disneyland in California <laughs> Florida and I want to get to the the Asia parks especially because of the Pirates of the Caribbean mm-hmm. and the Tron ride mm-hmm. to Shanghai. Um, but the the um, but one of the things I noticed is that Disneyland in California had more outdoor carts and vendor carts than any of the other parks, hmm. especially Disneyland, uh, Tokyo Disneyland. And I thought that that made a big difference, you know, that the sidewalks weren't clogged up with carts and people in lines and stuff for mm-hmm. carts. That if you really wanted to buy something, you would go into the shop or a restaurant and right. buy it. Uh, it also helped with the theming and all that kind of stuff as well. So that, that was one thing that I know. So I thought that was a takeaway.
0: Oh. Well, yeah, nice. Okay, um, so another question: the archi- the the architecture of reassurance is a, a central theme in the parks. Uh, how is this beneficial to the to the guests? And do you feel the guests are even aware of this, or even if they know how how it works in, in that? Well,
4: I, I they theoretically they don't need to know. That's fine. That's just what a magic trick is. You don't need to. <laughs> You don't need to tell everybody what the illusion is and stuff like that. But then there's weasels like me who out there write about it. So, um,
3: <laughs> and we uh, appreciate the, the idea that. Of the yeah.
4: architecture of reassurance, for anybody who doesn't know, is, is a, a term that John Hench, who was, a, uh, the, I think, kind of the philosopher, king imagineer from everything that I've kind of learned. Is, uh, and what his idea was is that there are kind of two worlds, and in a the theme park is different than outside world. And in the outside world, what I've learned is there's this thing called messy vitality. Hmm. Uh, 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 Jane Jacobs, a writer, and Robert Venturi, another uh, architect and writer, figured that the world works outside the theme park because things don't quite line up. It makes you alive and awake and involved in your environment because you want to always be aware. If there's too much of that stimulation, it feels really threatening. And if it feels threatening, it feels really uncomfortable. But that's the real world. In a theme park, John Hinch wanted to get rid of all of the things that would be threatening. So it was this idea of no visual contradictions, that there's either an implicit story or an implied story. You were part of that story. Everything looked right. All the doorknobs looked right. All the materials looked right. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening is, is that when you're immersed in this theatrical environment, I guess like an actor on the stage, you you your your lizard brain dies and you become somebody else and you communicate <laughs> differently in the parks yep. and you really enjoy them and it's kind of one of the reasons why when like a light bulb is burnt out at Disneyland, people all get in a panic, whereas you know, if a light bulb <laughs> burnt out anywhere else, it's like yeah So is it beneficial for the guest? I, I think it's the defining experience for most people to go to Disneyland. If, People were asking me, well, why do you go to the parks all the time? Uh, I had, this is one of the reasons I learned this, because I can say, oh, it's not me. I've been, you know, been drugged by this <laughs> architecture <laughs> You go you're going into an environment where you're in control and everything is working right and people are friendly and everything works and it's all clean and it's just enjoyable and you, you can relax and there's this weird bending of time where you know you're there for five hours but you feel like you've been there for a week mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But then so, so that's that's what it is and it's it's what theme parks do and it's why we keep coming back to them again and again. It's why if you try to apply the lessons of theme park to the regular urban environment, it doesn't work very well. It kind of becomes lifeless in dull spaces, that sort of thing. And if you have too much messy vitality in a theme park, it's Magic Mountain, so. Oh, and Lord, you know, really it point.
0: is, <laughs> for sure, for sure. So you had mentioned like the, like the physical aspects of this architecture of reassurance. How, how do you feel that audio plays in the, into the part of all this, like the music and everything in the background?
4: Oh, it's everywhere. I mean, where else do you go walk around the world and you have a soundtrack in your head, right? Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, and, and one thing I like about, um, uh, with one exception would be Islands of Adventure, but um, I like Disney gets the balance of the music right. It's the right music, it's at the right volume. The Universal tends to be kind of loud. Right. Um, you know, but then I'm old, so I guess I think it's kind of loud. Um, uh, but but uh, I think it's 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 so important, and and there's lots of. I mean, some of my best memories were of the music. I remember, and it's not quite there anymore, that there was a lighter kind of banjoey on the front side of Frontierland, and then you walk through the stockade, and it's a little bit more robust music. Mm-hmm. Um, Islands of Adventure created a stereo. It was the first theme park to have a stereo soundtrack that as you walk through that park, the soundtrack moves along with you. So like when you cross the bridges into Jurassic Park, Um, from the Potter area, the music sort of quietly drummy, and then it swelled. If you ever are going through the Cartoon Lagoon while it's there, not only walk down the main path, but then walk in front of the stores on both sides. And when you're walking closer to the stores, the soundtrack mimics whatever the store is on the inside and what's going on in that mm. store and what they're selling and who the, char- the main characters are it's it's utterly charming so I, I think audio is another one of those theme park things that you could have music in the background at a shopping mall but it's not really the same
3: no um, yeah, it absolutely isn't no it really isn't and that I mean the whole thing it just it just speaks to the brilliance of everything I mean we, we t- we've talked about how um, smart and how intelligent Walt approached the whole park and, and that is just all, all these things are just you know, we're just explaining how it, it all works in unison and concert with each other to just make us want to be there.
4: Yeah. And, then, and let's face it. I, I can almost guarantee that all of you have downloaded somehow or another the uh, audio loops of the background music. from <laughs> Land. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Abs- yep. 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 No.
0: yep yeah, I, I use them that. in the show.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> the Tomorrowland one is the one I like. To That's a good one. Yeah. Your, your molecules done in kind of a tweaky style. Yeah. Yep. Right. Oh, yeah. So go ahead. What's your next question? <laughs> Do you want
0: to ask yours? Oh, okay. Um, see, now some of these questions I've already researched after I asked them. I, I actually researched on your articles. But um, one of the big problems that I actually want to get to it, in, a, in, a moment, in a moment is about the mass amount of people at Disneyland. But it, it, it seems that Disneyland has always said the solution for the mass transportation, like, for example, the monorail. Why don't mm-hmm. why don't they um, seem to utilize this in the park as a way of getting guests to the park into like an off site loading area and like two and to and to and from?
4: Oh my god, what a good question. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my honest answer probably is is I'm not sure that they care. <laughs> no, uh,
2: that's oh, accurate. I, like that. I, I
4: mean, I, I think that there's a there's an operational change, uh, and it's one of the reasons I went to how many of you have been to Tokyo Disneyland? I no. have not.
2: I was twelve miles away from there. It hurt for me not
4: to be able to go. <laughs>
0: uh, no, I have never. Been there. I have not. No, unfortunately.
4: Okay. All right. So, so this year I was fortunate enough, and I went to Tokyo Disneyland, and, and uh, it was really driven by two things. One of them is is that every picture of Disney Sea just made me always want to go to Disney. Oh, City. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah so, absolutely. So, so that's that's something I've been dying to go see, anyways. But, but I also kind of went on a professional curiosity, and that is that it's the same product. Designed by roughly the same people because, you know, whatever happens at Tokyo Disneyland, the Imagineering uh, team is the one who designs it. So it's not like they're using an outside vendor. Um, So they're using the same vendor to create the spaces, but they're operationally very different. There's the way that the Disney, Walt Disney Company does it, and there's the way that the Oriental Land Company does it. And I was always kind of suggested to me that the Oriental Land Company is kind of old school and sort of does it the way that the, the Walt Disney Company did when I was growing up. And so I went there, and you know what? Boy, they are right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is just amazing, and it just, everything worked, and every audio animatronic worked, and everything was lit. And <laughs> when there was, I was there the weekend, I guess, of the Finding Nemo uh, ride that they had at Disney Sea. and when it came to the fast pass line, you know, the line would go on for what seemed like a half a mile, But you were at a running pace going through the line because they had so many cast members out there and doing extra scanners and it just was so efficient. It was wonderful. Um, uh, I think that there was a a decision made when they were trying to rescue Disneyland Paris on how to change operations from being this high efficiency and uh, capacity oriented organization like a theater organization to one where, you know, lines are not a bad thing. If there's a line out front, it must be popular. More people <laughs> yeah. will line up. Sure. So it, so they bring on equipment a lot more slowly. They'll even take equipment off at times. And that's what the philosophy is. And just the full capacity, as we were talking earlier, th- there's, just, there's just no way. The theme parks can't handle nearly as many people as they used to because they're not designed to handle as many people. And, you know, whenever you'll notice that there's been a crush of a crowd, there has usually been a technological fix. It just has an upcharge to it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Well, that's a good
4: point. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, going it's like to- I'm not getting invited back to Disney or anytime no. soon. No. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no. It just seemed to me, like um, going through your articles, that there was a point in time where Disney tried to work with the city of Anaheim or at least Los Angeles to get um, the, some sort of monorail or some sort of elevated train to go to and to and from. Right.
4: Well, there was a, um, um, up until really recently, Disney had really terrific relationships with the city of Anaheim's government <laughs> and, yep. and leadership. Um, that changed just recently because of uh, some political changes within the community. Sure. And, um, and there's always been a, there's been kind of an on and off sort of thing, really. I mean, sometimes Disney's very excited about it and sometimes they're not. And there was this idea of a streetcar that would go from connecting where the train stations were, which is near Anaheim Stadium, and there's a lot of land there that's being redeveloped into high density housing uh, that would lead over towards Disneyland. I, I'm not, I forget if I think that might be back on again. Um, hmm. Hmm. So there's been, there's been some things that are like that, but, but you know, it's, it's, it's Disney does what it needs to do. It does its environmental reports. It does its due diligence. It, it I don't think they anticipated the kind of driving change of where it used to be families with a bunch of people in one car Mm. and then the annual pass thing which came after the physical design of the park is today where more people are showing up for shorter periods of time by themselves I don't think they could have anticipated that. Um, Orange County has never really been favorable towards public transportation, much slower than, like, let's say, Los can- Angeles County. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if you, I, I have literally a bus stop in front of my house in downtown L.A. that I can get on the 460 bus and take it to Disneyland. It takes me two hours. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's door-to-door service. Right. <laughs> so... Um, uh, so there, so there you go. So I, the, the, there's not a, it's not a coordinated effort to get people to park remotely, let's say, and, and move on. No. No.
0: Okay. So, um, one of our big issues is uh, Tomorrowland. So, uh-huh. so can you can you tell us how how can we save Tomorrowland? How can we reinvent it?
4: first of all, Tomorrowland has always been a problem. I think it's always been a problem from the very beginning. I think Disney recognized that right. they did try to take a swing at a different solution at Paris with Disneyland Paris's discovery mm-hmm. land. Mm-hmm. But when I was there, I, I think that I, and, and those who'd been to Disneyland Paris earlier, this is my first visit. Uh, it had a much heavier Jules Verne, HG Wells, steampunky thing kind of right. going on. Right. And, it, and it's not as strong there anymore. And, um, uh, with the, was it the visionarium or whatever that ride was. So, um, uh, so I think that was a good shot, but that's not necessarily the solution. I don't know. It's really tough. I mean, my, my first thing would be either do something with the people mover track or take it down. Right,
1: right. Uh, I agree.
4: If you're not going to make it a ride, use it as a kinetic sculpture and have things moving on it. I mean, it's how Universal's islands of adventure did it with the, with the little train ride that now goes above Dr. Seuss, the, the Seuss Island area, um, uh, for a long time, it was just little cars driving up there, but it helped animate the land. And so maybe it looks like Tron Cycles or something going by or right. I don't know. or a light show. Um, they're not certainly going to a Blade Runner theme. Right. Uh, I, I think that one area where they could go, which would mesh both Tomorrowland and Tomorrow for them, is they could go to a sort of a hyper sustainable theme. Right. Um, um, because first of all, they'll get all sorts of credits and the ability to transform everything to be environmentally sustainable. Because you know, I learned this is this is weird. Here, I'll digress for a second. Oh, weird fact. Do- why did they close the People Mover at Disneyland? There was all sorts of speculation and rumor, but I heard it from the source. Oh, really? No. The reason that they closed it is all those little electric motors with wheels that propelled it used more electricity than everything else in Tomorrowland combined, and that included Space Mountain. No wow. way.
3: Wow.
4: <laughs> a big, huge energy hog. It cost a lot of money. Ever noticed? they always, on rides, they turn the pyro down over the years because they yep. start thinking, oh my mm. god, that cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So um, um, so, uh, so yeah. I, they could go that direction, which would pr- provide them two benefits. First of all, they could probably do some really fun stuff with the design. Yes. It would look really green. They at one time did talk about that idea. It is kind of why there's fruit trees and vegetables everywhere in Tomorrowland yep. still. Yeah. You know, go pick grapes near the train station that kind of thing yeah um, try to jump and get some oranges hmm. they're tasty they've been yeah. there for long <laughs> oh wait I didn't say that out loud we did not hear that. Okay, um, uh, but the grapes are kind of cool. You can reach those, yeah. so uh, so that might be an, and then and also I mean do a genuine sustainability effort. Do whatever they do in a way that it becomes carbon neutral. You know, they could get the cars could be little hydro uh, hydrogen cars. Uh, Honda does those, so right. Uh, yeah. So that might be a, that might be a theme. I'm not. I once again, I'm not sure how big of a priority it is. Uh, not uh, I much agree of one. With you. It used to be when I was growing up. You know, the what the the. the east side was the place to hang out Tomorrowland was the place to hang out not the old foggy west side <laughs> <laughs> but it seems to be inverted now yeah, yeah, absolutely definitely.
1: yeah
0: yeah so um so sam if uh w- another question we have um because i know we're kind of running up against time uh, your yes. is um so what we are Definitely afraid of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge coming in. Um, and though, though we kind of like, I mean, Udi and I like Star Wars. Jess doesn't care. Um, but, you know, I still think that we've lost too much to get this. But, however, it's, it's a coming. But, what, like, hypothetically, if Disney contacted you and said, Hey, Sam, um, how are we going to handle this as far as getting people in and out of the park? And how was the overflow going to disrupt everything else in the
4: park? <laughs> well, yeah, I think that um, they're going to have a few people want to show up for this. Yeah. Well, yeah. I they. they, they um, I, I mean, there, there'll be a few things. They. Uh, I think that they're – well, first of all, there's already this recognition that where they were going to try to expand for capacity, which was much more into the city of Anaheim, mm-hmm. has now been changed. And everything that they're going to do, they're going to do on the property that they currently have. Um, uh, the, where they're putting – their parking structure, proposed new parking structure on Catella and Disneyland Drive, Old West Drive. Mm-hmm. I have to admit, in the environmental impact report that I read does not study for a heavy-duty parking over in that corner, mm. so I'm not exactly sure how Disney's getting away with being able to build a parking structure over there. Right. Because it's not consistent with the environmental impact report. Hmm. That parking structure, with that being said, If I lived in Anaheim and I lived in that area and I was frustrated with traffic, I'm just going to get more frustrated with traffic because they're moving it away from that easy-duty connector from the freeway, Mm -hmm. which was proposed. And the other parking structure that was originally proposed had built in a place for a way of getting off the freeway pretty easily. Um, And the public transportation fix isn't going to be there. But I think that they have some solutions. I think they're working hard to figure out what to do with annual pass holders. Mm-hmm. And um, and they got what they got rid of the lower passes, right? So mm-hmm. that will that will help a bit. Um, um, I'm sure the payment plan is constantly being looked at. Mm-hmm. Uh, raising the prices is most likely being looked at. <laughs> yeah. But I. But I. But I think that in the immediate future they have the ability to quite easily uh, turn it into a special exhibit space. There's only three portals to get into it. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get into it, it's not like you can just walk into it. You have to go through three tunnels. Um, it's easy to put up guard gates at those tunnels and you have to have a special pass to get in or a premium time yep. or um, mm-hmm. a jiggered time. You know, it's kind of universal. I had that problem with Harry Potter when it first opened in Hogsmeade because it was such a small area right. where you're going to get a fast pass that's going to allow you in the area at noon. Um, And then they're going to do – you're going to see lots of special parties, uh, Star Wars party this, Star Wars party that, nighttime excursions to the other galaxies that will have an upcharge to it. So I I think that they'll – I think they'll be able to handle it. It won't be the sort of – you know, a lot of us that have been around a long time for this just sort of free and easily walk about Disneyland. And we've seen, especially at Walt Disney World, more and more things are sort of blocked off for an event thing. It's just going to be another one of that.
2: Hmm. Makes um, sense.
0: Yeah. 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 Because um, there must be some sort of certain like algorithm that Disneyland has for like how many guests equal, how much waiting time equals <laughs> happiness, right?
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. They have a formula about how many people, how many rides a person needs to hit in a day uh, before they start becoming really gr- disgruntled.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting. That's
3: uh, actually now I'm a little more um, reassured here. Yeah, may
1: feel
0: <laughs> it's a little the uh, yeah. The, uh, the conversation
3: of reassurance. <laughs> yeah, that, that has been a big, big topic in discussing how we think they're going to handle um, that new expansion. Yeah,
4: yeah. I, I just they know, know it. They know that this wave is going to come and it's going to hit them. But as I said, on the physical design, because that's that's sort of where my bailiwick is, from a physical design point of view, actually, the space is pretty good because you've got three portals. The three portals come off of Big Thunder Trail, mm-hmm. which is a big, wide trail. Yes. You could easily, you could easily queue people in Big Thunder Trail yeah. um, um, and allow them in in measured times. Uh, If you think about it, what, there's going to be, what, two rides, a restaurant, (laughs) and a few shops. Um, So really, how much time can you spend in there? And they can even get some of that information from studying what uh, uh, Universal's done with Hogsmeade uh, and and Diagon Alley because those are spaces – that are far smaller right. and have to turn people over with limited rides and attractions. So That's true. Yeah, and they know how to do that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I know you're up against the time. Um, and I uh, believe me, I could spend another half an hour easily with this uh,
4: anytime. Well, Buy the books. That's all I say. Buy the books. <laughs> oh, I have <laughs> one. I have, I a, have a, we, my cat alive. That's
0: how I do it. Okay. Uh, we've got four, or five really quick questions I'm sure you can answer that we ask every every guest here so okay okay
2: um alright so what are your essential Disneyland attractions that you have to experience every time you go to the park
4: oh I would say uh Pirates of the Caribbean mm-hmm. um I like the Mark Twain
2: hmm that's a new one
4: That's a good I one. like that That's Oh if one. the line's not really horrific Big Thunder or not not Big Thunder Mountain But although Big Thunder Mount Roar I always almost always pick up a fast pass now I'm thinking about it <laughs> Mr Toad's Wild Ride because it's therapeutic
2: <laughs> oh, I love it. I love that.
4: Yeah, yeah. And and if you've ever been on the ride with me, just be afraid because I, like, really get into it. Really? I get very top-geary on this thing.
0: Um, <laughs> it sounds like a uh, challenge. We should do that. Yeah, it's we got to like, do it's, that. It's like
4: Jeremy Clarkson all like, Howard! Does <laughs> right. is that, is that, that, that answer the question? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard that. I that was
2: I love that. That's one of my attractions that I actually worked. So that just hit, that made hit my happy spot.
4: I love oh, oh, good, good. No, no, this it's it's one time I was in a ride. I was standing in the queue and some little kids going, "This is just a kiddie ride." I'm going, "No, it's not. <laughs> it's a parable of life. You go in and when you screw around, you end up in hell."
2: <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh, that just made my day. <laughs> all right, um, all right. So, what is your favorite place to eat or snack while you're in the park?
4: Oh, place to eat. Uh, I like the um, uh, New Orleans Cafe. Okay. The, yeah, the one that's outdoors. Because I like the I like the Monte Cristos.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Uh,
4: oh, you know what I really used to like is I used to like getting a Diet Coke and sitting on the Disney Gallery porch and looking down at Rivers of America. Yes. That was always very special. But yeah. no, that doesn't exist anymore. That's... Um, uh No, Cafe 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 Orleans. Yeah, that's probably my the one place I tend to eat the the most. Yeah, when I'm at the park.
2: When you're at the park, I think I've only eaten there once. I need to do that more often. No, it's funny
0: when you when you mentioned that Sam that uh, gallery that when I was a kid that was when I went up there that was the first time I ever saw the e-ticket magazine. Um, oh yeah. And I bought it, and then I from 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 that day forward until they stopped, I had a yearly subscription to that magazine.
4: Me too. In fact, the Disneyland story and started originally as a tribute to the e-ticket magazine brothers. Oh. So that's why it's used so much in the magazine. So,
0: it's, yeah, I mean, those guys were absolutely speaking my language. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, "What?" Yeah,
4: yeah they, they they got it. They they gave you they gave you enough of how the sausage was made and still made twenty <laughs> sausage <Yes. laughs> exactly. All right, let's go with the rest of the questions. All right, What's let's
2: next? see here. So the next one is, do you like? Uh, I'm sorry. Do you like the daytime or the nighttime better in the park? And if it's nighttime, where do you like to be when it gets dark?
4: I have two favorite times, so okay. I'm going to have to answer the question that way. Okay. And one is in the day and one is in the <laughs> night. <laughs> I, I like getting to the park at rope drop, and those first two hours are generally rather glorious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like closing the theme parks. Mm-hmm. I, I like going back and staying until the thing is in there, like everybody get the hell out of here yeah. uh, <laughs> part of it, because I like watching the park unwind and wind down. And as you know, that last hour, especially from like the fireworks to the end of it. Um, everybody's going in one direction, and I'm going in the other. So yep. those—that's—that's that's my horrible answer to your question.
2: Uh, no, that's a no, good that's answer. Perfect. I like it. it.
3: Yeah, we've all experienced that, and mm-hmm. I've experienced that. And it's, it's the rest of the middle. I, I
4: can kind of give or take, but those two I like. Those two.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um, if you were to show a friend or family member, what part of the park or attraction best symbolizes what Walt Disney was trying to do with Disneyland, and what would you show them?
4: Oh, we would just sit and have a soda on the. Wizard of Bra's porch and yep. eat some candy. Yep, yeah. Yep, that's it.
2: All right. And then um, if you could go back to a specific time, so year or decade, to visit the park, what would it be?
4: Oh, I would think um, 1969 again, first Ooh. of all, because I, I was nine years old. But that would mean that I got the – it was the end of the Walt Disney Days yeah. because Haunted Mansion would have opened the Tomorrowland '67 Tomorrowland would have been humming hmm. completely. So yeah, 196 the summer of 1969.
2: Yep, I love it. Well, very cool, very, cool. very
0: very good answers.
2: Yeah, well, thank you for those.
0: Okay, well, and yeah.
4: This has been fun.
0: Yes, yeah, no, thank you. So uh, like much. I said, I could spend another half an hour at least <laughs> talking to you about this stuff. So. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for for spending some of your morning with us. Um,
4: and enjoy that eighty degree weather. Yeah. I'm uh, Certainly will. Thank you very <laughs> yeah. much. And thank you very much. I really appreciate you uh, being interested. Oh, oh yes. absolutely. Thank yes, you. Absolutely. All right. You all take good time now. All okay. right. All right. Thank all right. you. All right.
0: right. Thank you you. right. Bye. 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 Gosh. Well, you know. Thank you so much, Sam Genaway, for hanging out with us, spending oh, yeah. your morning. That was. Um, Awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. And I, I could have spent another hour literally asking him questions. I
3: know. I had a whole line of questioning I wanted to talk to him about, but we just couldn't get to it. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope we can get him back on. And so I can actually pursue that because it is quite fascinating.
0: Yeah. And actually, Sam, if you're listening, this is an open invite. Uh, we want you back on. Yeah. Can you I
3: can mean, definitely. Uh, the, you have your, the energy that you have for it and everything just is fantastic. I absolutely love it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Absolutely
0: amazing. Um, so those who enjoyed that segment, please go out and buy his books, uh, The Disneyland Story. Um, it's a wonderful book. Um, he also has a couple other books. He mentioned Universal. He has one called J J Bangs, which is The Universal Story. And then he's got Walt Disney and The Promise of Progress City. Mm-hmm. Um, go check him out at your local bookstore or Amazon. Um, because And if you even like Disneyland whatsoever... And if you listen to the show, I'm guessing you, you, you do. Um, the Disneyland story is an essential read. Not a lot of pictures in this, but you don't need it. Um, it is 400 and some odd pages, um, and I use it as a reference. Um, and it's just wonderful. Um, so thanks again, Sam Genaway. Yeah.
2: Awesome. It was awesome stuff. That yeah. was so cool.
0: Yeah. Um, so coming up next episode is going to be What? a surprise. It's a surprise.
2: It's a secret. We can't tell anybody.
0: Which is code for we haven't thought about it yet. Oh, but but, but <laughs> we but Hush we now. but we will. But we well yeah. I and mean, we may even rank our top ten churro cards. Who knows? Awesome. Awesome. Love
2: it. Let's do it. Perfect.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I know you people like lists. so hey, People
2: c- do like lists. Yeah. Let's list some stuff.
0: <laughs> Maybe we can make a list of what you pack in your bag when you go to the park. Ooh. No. Um,
3: no, I can't because one of them.
0: Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> one of those you're not allowed to bring in the park. <laughs> one was given to me in my backpack. I had no idea it was even there.
2: Hilarious. <laughs> um, it was a cat. It was a in cat. In case anybody wanted to know. Yes.
0: Totally. Um, so we'll come up with some sort of list or some sort of story for you guys. Um, but thank you so much for listening. Uh, if this was your first time with us, we'll, uh, thank you so much. Hope you guys come back because we try to do a lot more interviews and a lot more interesting stuff. Um, if you like the show, please leave, us a, leave a comment on iTunes or Stitcher. And go out and buy a shirt or a coffee mug from T-Public for us, leaving today's podcast. Uh, get some coffee from Expedition Roasters at expeditionroasters.com. Uh, use their uh, use our special code, LTP20, for 20% off. Um, what else? Jess, where can people find you?
2: So let's see here. Where can, where can they not find me, Mark? That's the better question.
0: Uh, they could probably not find you. Here's a list, here are, here's a list of where you cannot <laughs> find Jess. Um, <laughs> top of my head, probably the Auto Mall. Twitter. Okay. And Auto
2: Mall. I like Auto that. Mall. The Auto Mall. Yeah, you I, can't find me there.
0: I probably could not find you at Chuck E. Cheese at any point.
2: No, because you have to have a child now to get in. Did you, you do? didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't you know that. have to go in with a child now. Oh. You can get your hand stamped. And if you don't have a child, they won't let you in.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Could
2: you imagine if Disneyland did that? Oh,
0: my. Oh, my gosh. No, I can't. <laughs> that would be. That would be crazy. Be insane. That'd be crazy. So,
2: yeah. all, right. all right. So, so where, where,
0: where people can find you? You
2: can find me. Uh, let's see. Jess Farfan. Is it Jess. No, Jess Farfan <laughs> for Instagram. See, i got them all mixed up now. Uh, Jess Farfan for Instagram. My Snapchat code is also on my Instagram. It's also on the Leaving Today Podcast Instagram page where you can just screenshot that and add me and follow me for all of our Disney adventures. Mm-hmm. And then Facebook is Jessica Farfan. And our Leaving Today Podcast on Facebook is Leaving Today Podcast Two words, because they wouldn't let me make it one. And, yeah, excuse me. Um,
0: See, someone was very upset about that. Yeah,
2: she didn't like that. No. yes, that's where you can find me. And I don't tweet, so sorry.
0: (laughs) Okay. And Udi, for the banter
3: to be witty... Uh,
2: oh, we're boring him. he
3: has got like uh, I have I've had a long night and I got to go to work. Um so you can find me on all my socials which are Twitter, Snapchat and Instagram all h a x g o a l i e Hacks goalie. Um you can also find me on my other show Bad or Bad which is all movie centric and that is uh, team better bad, bad on Instagram, team better bad, bad on Twitter and then our YouTube channel is team bad or I'm sorry, Batter bad all one word on YouTube and then betterbad.com. Bad and then Facebook also. <laughs> So, there you go. Okay. Um, You
0: can find me on Instagram at Leaving Today Podcast or send me an email at info at LeavingTodayPodcast.com. Yeah.
2: Yes. Hello. All
0: right. Um, So, thank you guys so much for spending some time with us today. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank Um, you. It was
2: awesome. That was a great, great show.
0: Yeah. And hopefully, we can get him back on. Yep. Um, All right. Until next time, see you guys in the parks.
2: Bye. Bye. Let's get going because I got tacos waiting for me. Oh, I'm
3: going. Am I coming over or no? no. Temptation is great, though. Temptation is great.
2: I'm still hungry. (laughs) I have a full rack of ribs in the fridge. I'm ready. I got lasagna in the fridge.
0: In the fridge?
2: Yeah, I haven't made it yet. Oh, you have to cook it? I have to cook it. That takes like four hours. So I look at it, and it's a decent sized steak. 16 cents. So I picked up another one. 14 cents. Somebody priced them wrong. So I'm, like, going through all these steaks, like, trying to find... Like, Seriously? Thing. Oh, yeah. So I bought two steaks for 30 cents at Safeway. <laughs> wow. just wanted everyone to know. I was You're very like, proud of myself. Did they say i something to you. I went to the self-checkout and did it myself. Good but problem. I guess even if I did, they have to sell it to me that way because that's do. what it's priced. Yes, in. they do, right? So, um, but yeah, so I got two, like, fantastic steaks, like, meh, for 30 cents.
3: Nope. Let me see it. Nope. Let me see it.
2: You know if I take it off, it locks and no one can touch it.
3: That's fine. I'm not going to... You don't have to take it off.
2: Oh, my God. But you yeah. make me hot.
3: <laughs> and I don't know why. Why do you... Okay.
2: Because you are a sarcastic... God, my... Yeah, it's too short. Baby. It's too short. It's short. It's too short. Okay, we're back to the news. Oh, yeah? Okay, hold on. I got to drink more. Okay. Drink your... What are you looking at? Don't you even... You keep your hands off my Reese's.
3: You know how much he likes me, not very much. Not as anyway, much as okay. this morning. <laughs> not very much.
2: <laughs> I said not as much as this one.
3: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. That's why I'm okay. See, you're ready to get all hyphy on me and that. I'm still I'm... hyphy. I know.
2: We're just gonna do things a little different oh,
3: right now. Okay.
2: I'll show you my monkeys. Your what? My monkeys.
0: But then when you pet her, she bites you. Oh, well, that I have no control over. Why
3: you gotta ruin everything? Wow, these are smaller than I thought. That's what she said. No bedsheets.
2: Why are you yelling at me?
3: Because I like yelling at you. Get over it. Oh, okay. I was just asking. I can't ask questions no. now? No. Oh, well, I'm going to. Okay. Bam. Oh,
2: what? My mouth hurts.
3: And every time I look at it, it makes me cry a little bit on the inside.
2: <laughs> it really does.
3: Now, I will give you one. You have to give me two. Nope. One from the back. Drink your alcohol that's way too strong.
2: Way too strong. (laughs) (laughs) Kitty, kitty, kitty. (laughs) Ah,
1: it's like a breath of fresh air.
3: Boy, was my face red.